Matthew chapter 26, beginning in verse 45. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us, go, let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. I want to talk about this morning when you develop a powerful prayer life. Part one. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you. We're truly grateful for this opportunity to call upon your name. I ask now that you would be the preacher now. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Create in me, Lord, a clean heart and renew in us a right spirit. Bless now the hearers of your word. Give me clarity of speech. And Father, may the word come forth, Lord, with understanding so that lives will be transformed. We love you. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Amen. When you develop a powerful prayer life, oftentimes the spiritual discipline of prayer is one that um, a lot of us struggle with. Prayer, in my definition, is the communication with God, with the assistance of the Holy Spirit, whereby we make our requests be known unto God. That's a good working definition. I don't know about you, but I've seen people's lives transform through prayer. Prayer is our way of communicating with our Heavenly Father. I believe that prayer can change anything in your life. I believe that prayer can change you. I believe that prayer can change your circumstance. I believe that prayer is one of the most powerful tools available to the believer. I believe that prayer is so powerful that when you say, Father, God turns in your direction. I believe that because God is in control of this universe, he holds everything into his hands. He is Alpha and Omega. He is omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's God of this universe. He did not just create this universe and walked away from it. He is in total control of this universe. I believe that as believers... One of the things that you and I should strive to do is to develop a powerful prayer life. I believe that if you and I took time to really assess how we've been praying and assess how we talk to God, I believe that when you develop a, prayer li a powerful prayer life, I believe that you begin to see things in your life differently. We'll discover in this series, we'll discover, amen, we're looking at Jesus, the greatest example that we have. Jesus is about to go to the cross. He has agonized in the garden. He's in the garden, and I've told you for the last eight weeks that he was facing one of the toughest 
issues in his life. And what did he do when he faced one of the toughest issues in his life? He prayed. He didn't whine. He didn't complain. He didn't fall apart. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't try to get out of it, but he accepted what God allowed. Do I have anybody? And I want to tell you something. There's something about prayer, and I've been talking about that at 10 o'clock, but, but prayer changes you. Prayer changes your outlook on life. Prayer changes, amen. Deacon James was telling me today that when the situation showed up in his life, all he did was what? Prayed, God, give me the strength to face what I'm facing. I wish I had somebody. James chapter 1 says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. That's prayer. That word ask, prodosco, in the Greek, the word means to ask God. Amen. When you're going through fiery, diverse, various, multicolor trials, he said, what I want you to do is I want you to pray. Now, Jesus here is at the end of the road. Judas had already betrayed him. And we find in verse 45, we find that Jesus had came to his disciples three other times, and he had found them sleeping. May I say this to you, number one, that if you are a disciple of Jesus, you should not be sleep on your job. Do I have anybody? Oftentimes, we love sleep. Amen. We want comfort in this Christian journey, but it comes with a price. And when they should have been praying, they were sleeping. May I ask you something? When you should be serving, are you sleeping? When you should be praying, are you sleeping? When you should be reading, I want to do a series on how to develop discipline. I want to do a series on that. I, I really am. I want to do a teaching on that. Amen. Because I believe that that's one of the things that we all struggle with. And I believe that discipline has everything to do with the flesh. I believe that if we allow the flesh, amen, to overpower us, we wouldn't do anything spiritual. I wish I had somebody. And so Jesus is here, and he's, he's here in the garden, and, and, and he's getting ready to uh, go to the cross. He's getting ready to walk down the Villa De La Rosa. He's getting ready to go up to Golgotha's hill, and he's about to die on a cross for our sins, and here he is the pre-crucifixion, he's in the garden. And what, did G, what is the example that Jesus gave us? He, he gives us an example that we should pray, amen, no matter what we face in life. Are you with me? And so here he is in verse 45. It says, and then he came to the disciples. And look what he did. He said to them, are you still sleeping and what? Resting? So one of the things I want to tell you when you have developed a powerful prayer life, the first thing you got to remember is this. First thing that you can do, you ready for this? You can confront those who disappoint you. I wish I had somebody. You can confront those who disappoint you. I don't know about you, but I've been disappointed in this Christian journey. I've had people who say, Pastor, I love you. 
Come on, somebody. I've had family members who say I love you, but yet when they see that I'm serious about walking for God, come on, somebody. And, and listen, sometimes it's difficult when you're relying. This was his disciples, and he was relying on them to do what? To pray for him, not to fall asleep on him. But Jesus, his prayer life was so powerful that he was able not to be disappointed, come on somebody, but to confront those that disappointed him. See, when you have that prayer life, God will give you the spiritual courage. Come on somebody. Listen, there's no reason to walk around with things in your heart for different people Amen. And especially disciples, especially people that say they love you. And sometimes we don't want to tell the people that love us the truth. Are you with me? And so Jesus said, he's here. The disciples were resting while Jesus was sweating in prayer. Luke says he was dripping blood in his, in his, in his sweat had turned into blood and that came from a form of stress. Jesus was stressed out and rather than cuss his disciples, <laughs> hello somebody, he confronted them. I wish I had somebody, y'all ain't with me. I know it's early in the morning, but, but watch this, watch this, watch this. So when you have developed a, watch this, a strong prayer line, You'll know how to confront issues, but especially the people that have disappointed you in life. Are you with me? Especially his disciples. He says, listen, he says, listen, he says to them, listen, are you, notice how he addressed them. He said, are you still sleeping and what? Resting? In other words, <coughs> the disciples were more interested in their comfort, watch this, than his crucifixion. I wish I had somebody. They were more interested in themselves than what he was getting ready to do for them. But you know what can help you when people disappoint you? Having a prayer life. Having a powerful prayer life. Having a, a God that you can talk to who says, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I, I know I've been let down, but thanks be to God that even when you're let down, because of your connection with your father in prayer, guess what? You can overcome it. Are you with me? Watch what he says next. He says in verse 45, he says, behold, the hour is at hand. Watch this. Now, what did Jesus want? Jesus wanted his disciples to be ready. Now, it wasn't going to change the fact that he was going to go to the cross. No. But what it was, what it was going to help him with is the strength, watch this, to endure the cross. So rather than us, watch this, becoming spiritually lethargic or spiritually uh, unconcerned or spiritually tired. All Jesus was asking them to do, hey bros, stay up with me. Stay awake with me. Watch, fight, and pray. Watch, fight, 
and pray. That's all he wanted. And then he says to them, behold, the hour, what hour? The hour that he would be betrayed, but not only that, but the hour that he would go to the cross. Are you with me? You see, when you have a strong prayer life, when you have a powerful prayer life, it doesn't matter what you face. It doesn't matter what the enemy does. It doesn't matter how much he tries to destroy you. It doesn't matter how weak you are. The thing about God is this. We draw our strength from him. Amen. And the Bible says that, he says, behold, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is being betrayed, watch this, into the hands of what? Sinners. Jesus was betrayed by one of his disciples. I wish I had somebody. And you and I have to be mindful of the Judas spirit. Here he is in prayer. I believe that it's only through prayer that you can handle betrayals. My next point. You ready for my next point? When you have developed a powerful prayer life, you can handle betrayals. That's my second point. You can handle the fact that people that walked with you, come on somebody, people that talked with you, people that had fellowship with you. Anybody been there with? Anybody been betrayed before? Anybody been lied on? Anybody been talked about, mistreated, amen, accused of stuff you never did? May I say this to you? When you have a powerful prayer life, you can handle betrayal. You know what? Betrayal hurts. It really does. But I want to say something to you today. God's word is powerful. Jesus' example is the best example that we have. And what Jesus is going through right now, he says the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. May I ask you something? How else could he have handled that if he did not have a powerful prayer life? Are you with me? Watch the text. Matthew 26, now verse 46. He says, look what he says to them. He says, get up and let us be what? He, I think he used Ebonics right there. He said, let, let us be going. <laughs> Amen. He's like, yo, let's be going, y'all. <laughs> All right. He said, he, said, he said, get up and let us be what? Be going. And so the next point is when you <clears throat> have developed a powerful prayer life, the third point is you can face the toughest issues in your life. As a matter of fact, you won't run from it. Come on, somebody. But you will run to it. 
Oh, I wish I had you. Jesus didn't avoid going into the hands of sinners. He knew that Judas had betrayed him. I want you to know the background here. He knew that things were getting a little difficult. He knew that, amen, that sinners was there and they would spit on him and they would beat him and they would, amen. And, and, and not only that, but Peter would deny him a few, watch this, the same Peter that was asleep was the same Peter two chapters, I'm sorry, a few verses later would betray him, would deny him, I'm sorry. And I'm saying to you today that prayer is your, it's the very thing that holds your life up. When you stand upon the word of God and you go to God in prayer and you seek God's face constantly, no matter who betrays you, come on somebody, no matter how tough the situation may be, you can face it. Why? Because you have the spiritual strength that you need to face it. Are you with me? And then he says here, he says, behold, now can you imagine how difficult this is? Verse 46, right there, the, the, the latter part of that verse, he says, Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. Ain't that something? You know, you would think that it was an enemy that betrayed him. I could take that. I could take it for if it was somebody I don't know. You know I could take that. When it's somebody that you wash their feet, come on, somebody. Somebody you fed, somebody you led, somebody that you loved, somebody that you poured your heart into, poured your spirit into. Here is Judas. Who was that? Who saw him walk on water? Come on, somebody. Who saw him open blind eyes? Who saw him heal the sick? Isn't that amazing how we can have all these illustrations of the things that God can do and yet we deny him? May I say this to you as I close? The only way that you can face difficulties in life is if you've developed a powerful prayer life. My last point is this. When you have developed a powerful prayer life, you will be determined to do the Father's will. You will be what? Determined to do the Father's will. You see, Jesus in this verse, he shows active submission that even though he could have struck down Judas see may I say this to you sometimes people come against you and you can retaliate you don't have to if you stand still hallelujah 
If you, if you stand still on the word of God and if you trust God and God's word says the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. And if you stand still and you get on your knees and you pray about it rather than get mad about it, if you trust God and you hand those people over to, into the hands of God, I may I say something to you? God can and will take care of it. Listen. He knew that he had to do this. And may I say this to you today as I close? It's tough to face betrayal. But when you have a powerful prayer life and you understand the will of God, Father, listen, maybe, maybe, right? You know the difficulties you're going through right now? Maybe they are in the will of God so that you can grow. Watch this. So that you can pray more. <laughs> so that you can depend on God more because you've been depending so much on you. Jesus said, I got to be going. The hour is at hand. The one who betrays me is there. So guess what? Father, not my will, but your will be done. Give God a hand clap of praise.